Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close for the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. Round 25 is the Raiders' last regular round season game against the Sydney Roosters up at Mackay at BB Prince Stadium. They'll head up there for the second time in as many weeks with the opportunity to sneak into the top eight and finishing in eighth position uh, with a game uh, on Friday between the Storm and the Sharks to follow if the Raiders win to determine whether or not they'll make the eight. We'll delve into all of that uh, and a little bit more. Uh, as we get into today's podcast, and joining me this week is Rosie Harrison from Canberra. Hello, Rosie. Hey, hey guys. How you going? Very good, thank you. And from the Gold Coast, Tom Logan, who is well and truly um, at the end of his tether up there at the Gold Coast. He's he's uh, he's been working his uh, backside off, and he's he's ready to enjoy some downtime, but hopefully not for a few weeks, Tommy. Yeah, hopefully not for another month because uh, I want us to go all the way to the grand final. Yep, sure do. Kind of talk a little bit about uh, the scenario that can help us get into the finals. And we'll also have a look at the changes to the team this week uh, as we go around the horn. All right, let's have a look at the big news items making their way into uh, the pages this week for the Raiders. And we'll start off with Jordan Rapiner, who has re-signed for two more seasons. Uh, Rosie, uh, fantastic news for the club and a, a very popular one amongst the Raiders fan base. Yeah, it's awesome news. Very happy to see Rapana sign for two more years at the Raiders. He's such an integral part of the club. We saw him recently bring up his 150th game for the club, so that's really exciting. And we've seen this season his versatility um, being a wing and then fullback. He's done an amazing job at fullback for us and now back to wing again this weekend. So, yeah, very excited to see him um, at the club for another couple of years. Tom, you've been up there amongst the camp. Um, obviously, when a guy re-signs with the club, it, it puts a little bit of a spring in everybody's step. Well, what's the mood been like with the news that Jordan's re-signed? The mood here has been fantastic, and especially off the back of that win against the Warriors. But uh, Rapper extending his time with the Raiders for another two seasons just tops, tops, it, tops it off, and uh, everyone's buzzing and, and really excited to go again this weekend. Yeah, he's certainly a, a very popular player, as I said, amongst the fans, but also in the club as well. And he left a bit of a hole when he left at the end of 2019 and uh, he, he made the move over to Japanese rugby. But once he came back into that squad, um, you know, just in the start of the 2020 season, you really seen the energy pick up. So not only is he a fantastic player to have uh, on the field, but he also brings a lot to the off-field side of things as well, Tom. Yeah, he's he's really stepped up as a as a leader around the club. He's he's someone for, for me. Rapper's someone who he's just a he's just a genuine footy player. Uh, you just know that when he when he goes out there, he's he's going to give it his all and he's going to give a hundred percent. He's great for team morale, as you suggested. He's 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 got a very uh, he's one of those guys that just really sort of has that special talent of really bringing the team together off the field and. Uh, similar to Elliot Whitehead in that regard, and it's just it's just great to have him around for another two years. Yeah, it is, and we've seen him uh, fill in at fullback uh, for the last few weeks and done a tremendous job. But Chance Nickel Cookstar has been back in the side, coming from the bench over the past couple of weeks, and I think we saw um, at the back end of last game. Uh, obviously, with Bailey Simonson going off injured, Chance had the, the opportunity to come on a bit earlier and move into his preferred position. And he's been named there again this week, Rosie, after a really strong 
uh, second half of that game uh, against the Warriors last weekend. Yeah, I thought he did an outstanding job when he just slotted straight back into the fullback spot like he did um, earlier this year. And yeah, he scored that crucial try just before halftime um, in that match against the Warriors, which really sort of set us up in that second half. And yeah, he just did a really good job and he wasn't afraid of heavy contact as well, which is good to see after a serious neck injury. Um, so yeah, he did a great job and looking forward to seeing him again this weekend. Tom, the dynamic at training this week with Chan's training predominantly at fullback again, has it has it changed the way they've gone about their preparation? I know you've only had the one field session up there uh, this week, but um, have you noticed anything differently by the way that they've, they're putting their work in? No, not, not really. I, I think it's been quite a lot, a lot of the same. Uh, the, the, the only thing that I have really noticed and it stood out for me, especially in the last few weeks, is just that the, the, the commitment and, and attitude at training has just been first class and the, the players are all really focused and they, they know what they've got to do and, and they're, they're really excited to uh, run head back out to Mackay again uh, and hopefully get the job done over the Roosters. The other big in for the Raiders this week is the return of Sia Soliola after the passing of his mother. Very sad for him and his family. And he's um, had the opportunity to, to have some downtime and, and grieve the loss of his mother. And it's great to see him back in the side, Rosie, because he's another player that brings that experience to the team and um, just a wonderful person to have around the group. Yeah, definitely. Very happy for that he's back in the team then this week. And you're right, it's just that he just brings that experience to the side and the control as well and um, high work rate as well. So, yeah, excited to have him back in the side this weekend. Tommy, good to not have a, a host of changes to a team that's uh, had a win on the weekend. As we said, with the inclusion of um, of Sia and the positional change there of Chance the fullback. And, and wrap her back to the wing. Pretty much the only changes this week. So it gives the team that opportunity to, you know, put some combinations together. And, and Matt Frawley uh, in particular did a great job last week. Definitely. I, I think it's it's pretty crucial that you you don't really sort of upset that winning formula. And I thought that, um, that the team responded really well in that second half. And it's it's great to see Nuck, uh, oh, sorry, excuse me, Chance back at uh, fullback this week. Um, we know what he's going to bring uh, to the side, especially the exciting thing for me with Nutt coming back is his defence. Uh, that's something that I think is uh, underrated in his game. Uh, Sia coming onto the bench as well, that, that's fantastic because it's we know what Sia brings and, and the, the players certainly love uh, playing for him. You know, the, the players have had Sia... Uh, in the in their thoughts this in the last couple of weeks and, and have really been playing for him. So great to see. The finals equation, um, lots of people wanting to know what the Raiders need to do to get themselves into the top eight and the finals uh, calculations. So basically what they need to do is win their game against the Roosters. That's a, that's a must. And then they'll have to sit back uh, and wait for 24 hours and see, Rosie, if the Storm can get the job done over the Sharks as well, because that will have a bearing on whether or not we go through because of the Sharks' superior uh, points differential. Yeah, it's a big game, obviously, against the Roosters, but also they'll be keen to watch that Sharks and Storm match. And it's good in effect that it's just 24 hours later, so they don't have to wait all weekend for that result. But um, the Storm are resting a few players, but they've still named a strong team, so they'll be tough to beat, um, I think. Yeah, I think it's uh, important, Tom, that we don't get too caught up in the uh, the equation post our game. I think it's important that we just focus on the Roosters and, and get that game out of the way before we have to start worrying about um, what happens with the Storm Sharks game. Definitely. And I'm glad that we're, we're the first game this week because uh, if it was the other way around, then I suspect that there'll be a few people that would 
uh, probably myself included, that would probably let that get the better of them in, in their minds. Um, but having said that, though, the, the team, uh, as I alluded to before, have just been really focused this week and, and have just once again trained at the absolute house down. So um, they're, they're, they're just ready to head back out to Mackay and rip into the roosters. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those games where, you know, you've seen the, the way that they've um, been going about their business the last few weeks and the great football they've played has shown the true character in his side. And you just hope that a couple of those games earlier in the season that we let slip don't come back to bite us and uh, we can scrape into that top eight. So the Raiders uh, up against the Roosters. We'll preview that game a little bit later on. We'll also speak to Raiders assistant coach Brett White as we prepare for this weekend's game against the Roosters in Mackay. 28 points to 16, the Raiders over the Warriors in round 24 to keep their finals dream alive in a performance that did not start the way we would hope. Uh, Rosie conceding a try in the opening set and then going down 16 points to nil. Uh, it, the team appeared to be a little bit shell-shocked, but they were able to rally and, and get the job done. Yeah, you don't see many tries scored in the opening um, 30 seconds of a game. So it's good that they were able to sort of get back into the grind of things and pretty quickly at that half time. And I think that chance tried just before half time really set up the second half for momentum as well. And then we saw Seb Chris score just after half time, which um, was awesome as well. So yeah, just an amazing effort to hang in there in the first half and then come out in the second half and um, yeah, score some points and leave the Warriors scoreless. Tom, you were nice and close to the action up there. Uh, last Friday night, what was the mood like in the bench um, when we were down 16 nil, and uh, what sort of was said at that halftime break to inspire the team to to get it, to go on with the job in the second half? Yeah, you're right, Benny. It, it was definitely a, a roller coaster of, of emotions throughout the whole 80 minutes. Um, I, I guess, in the from my point of view, sitting there on the sideline, just behind the the, the bench where the players and, and Rick were. Uh, it, it was very much a, you know, is this really sort of happening uh, feeling? Uh, it was just a few things that we knew that were sort of uh, not going our way, which, you know, we, we knew that we could be better at. And once once the team got into the sheds at halftime, Ricky, Ricky just said to them, uh, and I won't repeat his exact words, but just, just keep it simple. Um, play, complete your sets, kick to the corners um, and... And just put that first half behind us, and that's exactly what they did. And they they came out and put on a fantastic uh, performance in the second half, and we got the win, and we're still alive. Yeah, I think that um, there was a bit of nervous energy in that first half, and uh, obviously a few errors crept into the game, and and that probably allowed the Warriors to get the field position that they uh, could convert into points. But um, like you said, Rosie, I think that that try to chance just before halftime was a really telling blow for us. And then to get that try straight after halftime as well um, really set the, the second half up for us. And one thing that I really found um, incredible on the night, and, and they continue to surprise me, is the the young back five. Um, obviously, Jordan Rappiner and, and Charles Nickel Cookstar there, um, the experienced campaigners in that back five. Um, Bailey Simonson going off injured, but um, Seb, Chris, Matsumoko, Harley Smith-Shields were fantastic um, in their ability to bring the ball out of our own end, and Seb, Chris picked up a couple of tries as well. Yeah, it was an outstanding effort by the back five, but those three young players are doing a great job. Um, they're building combinations with each other really well, and yeah, as you mentioned, bringing out the ball out of our own end. Um, and yeah, we saw Seb, Chris score two tries as well, which is always nice to see. So they're doing a great job. And just that mix of um, experienced players alongside the younger players is working really well at the moment. 
Tom, uh, Saliva Havili um, had the opportunity to come back into first grade last weekend. And uh, Ricky spoke in the press conference um, after the game about his versatility and, and having him on the field. And once again, it allowed Josh Hodgson to, to free up and play um, that sort of ball playing role at some stage. Is that something that you can think will might happen again? I expect that to happen again. And to be honest with you, I'm probably expecting a few more minutes from Saliba um, uh, coming back. That was his first game back in a while. And uh, he's obviously been <clears throat> training quite a bit uh, and doing doing a bit of extra fitness work on the side. So um, I'm expecting more involvement from Lever and, and I expect that he'll slide into that number nine role and we might see Hojo uh, spend more time at lock. Yeah, we're going to catch up with Brett White now and talk about how he's uh, travelling up there in camp and how he's adapted to life uh, with the team on the road. You stick around. You're listening to Behind the Limelight, thanks to OAC Digital. Well, joining me on the Behind the Limelight podcast this week is Raiders assistant coach Brett White. How are you, Whitey? G'day, Benny. Good to see you. It's been a while. Uh, thanks for having me on. No, it's good to have you on and uh, good to have... A member of the coaching staff. We haven't spoken to you guys on the podcast much this year, but we thought with um, the possibility of finals just around the corner and the importance of the game this weekend, it would be nice to get an insight from uh, somebody uh, in the coaching team. So talk us through the preparation so far. Yeah, well, like I'll start with, you know, we, we normally like to stay behind the scenes. Um, Cappy and I sit behind. Yeah, so don't normally come on and do these sort of podcasts, but it's good to be on. Uh, we've been uh, we've been up here. We've, we've settled in. The first couple of weeks up here was a bit of a um, uh, learning experience in, in terms of trying to get things. You know, there's so many distractions going on and trying to keep the boys get get the boys focused. But uh, I think the last couple of weeks we got into a bit of a routine up here and, and working away and, and found what works for us. Um, and I think that's really showing on the on the field. Um, yeah, you know, the work the work the boys have been doing off it. The preparation. Um, yeah, been able to um, also enjoy some time together as a group, um, which has which has been really good for the boys. Uh, you know, we've got a wonderful group of group of boys, and, and the more time they spend together off it, um, it really helps on the field. So um, we've we've been working away on on the field with you know trying to just a couple of little adjustments. Um, you know, we're we're really happy defensively um, from the weekend's game. Um, we, we, we thought, you know, the first half we had a you know, line break in the first set, but outside of that, we're, um, you know, the, the two two tries come off um, drop drop balls in um, our kicks from kicks, and outside of that, we're uh, we're pretty tight in defence. So it's it's good, it's a um, good sign to you know coming into the finals to um, to, to be playing like that. Hearing from the playing group over the last couple of weeks and, and speaking to a few people like yourself and a few of the other staff members on the inside, it, it seems to be a really um, a really strong bond among this group at the moment. And they, they're really playing for each other. And, and, and that's sort of reflected in the results probably over the last couple of months since you've been up there. Yeah, I think Ricky said a number of times um, about, you know, that how good this group is in regards to their effort um, you know, on the field that, Away from it, um, you know that they've been great up here. So they're really, really good group of folks to work with, um, and it's just just finding that game, which you know I just mentioned, we're starting to find a bit of a groove there. A uh, few, few more adjustments um, to come, and um, you know hopefully 
hopefully keep the momentum going from the weekend's game. Yeah, Chan's nickel cook star uh, back in the team has certainly added a different dimension and he'll have the opportunity to, to start in his preferred position at fullback this weekend. And um, I mean, Jordan Rappiner, he's had um, quite a, a few weeks uh, at fullback. He's just re-signed a new contract and and now he gets to go back to his more comfortable position. So it's it's probably a bit of a win in both respects there. Yeah, it's, you know, Rapp's been fantastic form there at fullback, which is um, you know great for us that we've been able to um, of him being able to play like that. We sort of probably struggled since we've uh, had lost Nuck at fullback um, early in the year with him being out for so long. He's such an important part of our, especially our defence, um, his organisation at the back, his energy and talk, um, especially on the line, um, you know, gold line defence. Uh, he, he's just such a wonderful key key player in, in that regard. So. Um, rappers the last few weeks done a wonderful job, but then then be able to go back to that that wing spot. Um, you know those yardage carries uh, from both of them are you know, going to be a key key for us as getting out of our end. Um, and they're they're two of the best we have had it um, that backfield play um, to get down get down the other end, um, which is a really important part of the way we want to play. Mate, you've um, always been a big advocate on junior development. You've, you've held coaching roles within the club before where you've coached um, at a younger age. How encouraging is it to see some of this young talent that started to emerge, um, to particularly at the back end of this season? Guys like Seb Chris, Matty Tomoko, Harley Smith-Shields, they're all really coming into the side and, and, and putting their foot forward. We've got a really young back line at the moment, so those boys. Um... Sammy Valame, another one there. He's, um, yeah, they're, they're all young. They're all uh, exciting young prospects that, um, yeah, I think, yeah, they've all been locked in now in you know, terms of their contracts, um, their commitment to the to the club, which is great. The probably the most exciting thing about it is our uh, our forwards that haven't quite come on the scene yet, but aren't too far off. We've got some uh, wonderful young young, um, especially front rowers, Trey Mooney, JJ Clarkson. Um, that'll you know, probably come bursting onto the scene, I'd imagine, next year. Um, they're the ones I get excited about, working with those guys. Uh, can't wait to see you know, their future at the club. And, and I think they'll be um, uh, it's a, the sort of next crop of you know, Raiders players. Mate, shifting the focus back to the game on Thursday night, how do you prepare a side mentally for a game like this, knowing that essentially they have to win um, but then there's also the the extra factor of they have to wait another 24 hours after that game to know whether they'll play in the finals or not how do you how do you get a team mentally prepared for that situation look then then there's not a lot of work mentally they're, they're all highly competitive um, you know, guys in fact it's probably the other way it's probably getting them to you know relax um, not waste their energy before it um, you know, there, there, there is a lot of pressure on the game. Um, you know, the results count this week for sure. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's probably more making sure that they don't play their game too early, that they uh, you know, don't tighten up too much, um, that, you know, relax, trust, trust the, the work that we've done, um, their, their preparation. Uh, we had a really good training session yesterday. Uh, we've got a final one, to, um, what are we, on, on Wednesday. So um, it, it's, it's trusting all that, the work that's done and let yourself go out and just let them go and, and play their game um, come Thursday night. So uh, there isn't, isn't a lot to that side of it. Um, you know, we'll just 
worry about our, um, you know, the way we want to play, which is going to be really important. Um, you know, we're, we're playing a, a rooster side that, are, you know, they've got a, quite a few uh, blokes out and a, quite a, you know, they've had a lot of changes to their, to their um, you know, players, but uh, they've got a quite a good system that uh, we need to make sure we stop. Um, stop their attacking ability. You know, Tedesco in around the ruck. Uh, so there's some key points like that. We, we need to make sure we get that right. Do you think that it helps that we're the first game of the weekend? Um, obviously, we don't have to wait until the last game of the weekend and watch everything that unfolds. So we know, um, you know, we can sort of go into this game just knowing that we have to do our job and then the rest of it can take care of itself afterwards. Yeah, it probably helps with the short turnaround as well. Um, you know, especially when you, you come to these big games, you don't want a long week leading into it. And, and like I was talking about that that mental side of it, where you know you're spending you know a long long week waiting for it, um, thinking about it, you know, a couple of training sessions. It, it, it works for us really well. The short turnaround where we're straight into it, uh, narrow the focus into a couple of small things, and um, and and let the, let the rest happen. Just relax and, and go and play our natural football. What about yourself um, um, as part of this coaching team? How have you enjoyed the challenge of, um, you know, having to shift away and, and come up with new ideas and new ways to, to keep the players engaged over this period? Yeah, it's been interesting. It's, um, you know, especially with other, other teams around, um, you know, getting a little insight into, you know, what they're doing and how they do things. Um, you know, we've had a couple of players go to, you know, Corey and um, and Ryan James go to other clubs and then come back and and see how things get done there and and whatnot. So it's it's been interesting. It's been a bit of a challenge in regards to um, you know, our, our team meetings. Are, you know, we we have different venues at times. Um, we we rocked up to a, a place where we we're doing a team meeting the other day and they had a, a church group next door singing singing songs uh, on the run. We had to come up with a, a new venue to do it. So there's, there's certainly challenges um, you know, in, in that regards. But uh, and, you know, with things like that going on, then to try and get the boys just to focus on footy um, in the meetings. Um, but it's been really good in regards to, you know, like obviously the freedom up here, being able to you know, get around and, and um, you know, get the boys to the beach for recovery and, and things like that. So. That side of it's been wonderful. Um, having the, the families being able to you know, go and do things as a group, you know, with all the families, the kids uh, involved, um, they're really enjoying that that side of it. Um, you know, the, the off-field stuff, um, and we know that you know, the way things are off the field, they'll, it'll it'll flow into on-field uh, performances. Well, I suppose the the flip side of that is that you guys have been so restricted over the past couple of years to have some freedoms now and then see everybody back here in Canberra um, in lockdown, which has just been extended. Um, you guys must you know, feel for everybody back here and what they're going through and, and know that the longer the team goes into the, the, the season, the more joy you can bring the people back here. Yeah, well, we've actually uh, we spoke about that. You know, I really feel for everyone yeah, um, back home and, you yeah, know, we want to make sure that you know all our Raiders supporters have got something to look forward to come the weekend. Um, you know, it is. I'd imagine it'd be so difficult for everyone back there, and um, you know the, the challenges that everyone faces. You know, in, in lockdown. Um, so this certainly um, you know gives us more more reason to put performances together. Um, you know, just to give those, give everyone that. Um, 
uh, reason to get excited for the weekend. You know, looking forward to the sport. It's um, you know, it's wonderful that we're still able to have have the footy on, and um, you know, the, the NRL's done a massive job um, you know, to, to keep it going up here. It's, it's funny, you know, even the small details that they take care of. They've, they've just um, sent in today some scooters for the kids. Um, you know, looking after the the kids and family. So small things like that. It's um, you know, we all really appreciate everything they've done um, for us up here and, and being able to give us, um, you know, get us all up here and, and still being able to you know, run the game and, and uh, have the freedom that we've um, you know, been able to get out and you know, go and grab a coffee and go to the beach and have a swim. So it's been great, but we, we certainly feel for everyone back home. Well, mate, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up there, but I uh, just wanted to once again thank you for your time today and... Uh, Looking forward to hopefully seeing the team um, progress into the finals and hopefully you called into that church meeting and said a few prayers for the boys for Thursday night. Yeah, we, we actually had a joke about it. Maybe um, maybe we should have had the team meeting next door and, and um, you know, got the got the blessing from the big fella, but no doubt he's, uh, he's up there looking over us. He, I think he's a Raiders man. I'm sure he would be. All right, thanks, mate. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Benny. Thanks for having me on. Brett White joining us there on this week's podcast. Great to get an insight from him into how things are progressing up there. And uh, it's also great to hear from him about the different ways that uh, teams can prepare uh, when they're forced into different situations. And I'm sure that the team will be ready to go for the game this weekend. That game is on Thursday night, BB Prince Stadium in Mackay, Rosie. Uh, the Raiders and the Roosters, a rivalry that has developed over the past few seasons, obviously with that 2019 grand final uh, fresh in mind and another final against them uh, in 2020 up there at the SCG. So plenty of feeling in this game, no doubt. Yeah, definitely. It's always one to mark on the calendar when we play the Roosters um, each year. And um, yeah, it's been some uh, cracking matches the last couple of years. And earlier this season, um, they got the better of us. So it's good. hopefully we'll go into this game and um, get, get the game back this weekend. Also, having uh, Sia Soliola back this weekend is a massive thing for the team. He brings that experience to the starting middles and it gives Ryan Sutton, uh, Emre Guler and Corey Horsburgh the chance to come off the bench time and make an impact. Yeah, I, I, I love the inclusion of uh, Sia. I, th- I think he's he's going to play a key role for us and he'll, he'll bring that calming influence to the side, especially in the forward pack. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm loving the look of this team. It, it, it's very exciting. Uh, and no doubt with C's in, inclusion, the, the, with what he's been through over the last couple of weeks, the, the playing group will, will definitely be really playing for him. Yeah, the team uh, also um, saw the return of Corey Horsburgh last week, Rosie, and he, he did make a couple of errors, but he also um, played a pretty pivotal role in scoring that match-winning try when he shifted the ball out to the left. So one thing you know about Corey is that he always plays what's in front of him and he's not scared to... To, um, to pass the ball uh, in certain situations. But I'm sure Ricky would have had a word to him this weekend and just told him that when you, when the game's on the line, maybe put that offload away for half a second. Yeah, he probably wouldn't have been very happy with that last couple of plays um, from Corey. But Corey will definitely bounce back this weekend, I think. And he'll be keen to rip in and um, get the job done. And um, yeah, excited to see him um, as part of that fullback. He's had three games now, Tom. Two for the Bulldogs and one for the Raiders. Um, obviously match fitness is a big part of his game and I'm sure he'll be better um, for another opportunity last weekend. 
Yeah, and just just from observing uh, Big Red around the team, he's he's really got a big spring in his step uh, over the last week. He's he's loving being back out there with, with the players, and um, I think that really little stint with the Bulldogs has been has been really good for him. And, and um, yeah, hopefully he can go out there and put in a, a, a great performance. The matchups always something I look forward to each week, and. Uh, this game is no exception. There's plenty of big ones right across the park. Tom, you've gone um, some outside backs. Uh, the wingers, in fact, uh, Daniel Tupo and Harley Smith-Shields. Two contrasting players, but two very effective nonetheless. I, I think Tupo's a very underrated player for the Roosters. I, I think he really brings a lot to them. Uh, just from from memories of the 2019 Grand Final, I actually thought he was one of their, their better players. Um, and, and Harley, for us, he... We, we know that he's been playing out of position, but he's just going from strength to strength. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he's going to match up against uh, someone who's been playing in, in the NRL for such a long time in Daniel Tupo. The Roosters have a number of players out this week, including obviously Joseph Manu, who picked up that fractured cheekbone against South Sydney uh, last weekend, but they get a few back. Jared Warrior Hargraves is back in the team. And Rosie, you've gone for the matchup of Angus Crichton, who also returns up against Hudson Young, two really physical forwards who like to make their presence felt. Yeah, definitely. Angus Crichton hasn't played since round 21, so he'll be keen to get back in and be ready to go. But Hudson Young's been in great form the last few weeks and he was outstanding against the Warriors. He ran over 200 metres and had such a high work rate and Angus Crichton's very similar. So they're very similar players, I think, and they've got the ability to break open the game. So very excited to see um, them go against each other this weekend. Yeah, my matchup is a, is a fairly obvious one. Um, there's no doubt the Roosters centralise most of their attack at the moment with key positional players out around James Tedesco, and he's up against Charles Nickel-Cookstar. So that's a matchup that could go a long way to determining a victor. Um, obviously, James Tedesco is one of those players that um, has a massive influence on games, and the Raiders are going to need to really keep themselves um, uh, aware of where he is on the field, Tom, if they're going to get the win in this game. Yeah, we we know how how scary he can be with the ball at Tedesco. He's, he's everything to that side, and I, I think if we can just really sort of alienate his influence and, and his involvement in the Roosters' attack, that, that will really get, go a long way uh, to helping us get the win. But having said that, though, uh, as, much, as much as I've been loving Rapper at the back, I, I really think that having Chance back there is is really going to, uh, I guess, shore up our defence. And uh, it's it's definitely probably one of one of the more tasty uh, matchups. Yep, it's all on the line for the Raiders. They take on the Roosters. A finals position beckons 7.50 at BB Prince Stadium in Mackay. Okay, before we wrap things up this week, time to have a look at the podcast predictions. We all went for outside back tries last week. Rosie, you went for Bailey Simonson, who unfortunately came from the field injured, so no points for you. Uh, Harley Smith-Shields for me. Uh, just missed out there a couple of opportunities where he went close but just couldn't quite get there but Tommy you went for Sebastian Chris and I don't know if he picked up one try he got two just the one point for the predictions but a victory nonetheless and I think you've got um, pretty much an unassailable lead now uh, in the regular season podcast prediction so give us something for this week just to celebrate your uh, dominance in this uh, performance over the last season what have you got for us this week? Well, I've been thinking about this one a lot, actually, this week. And 
it's it's a bit of a wild one, but I've I've been absolutely loving Matt Tomoko lately. So I, I reckon he's going to score a try and make over five tackle breaks. Yep, he's um definitely a tackle buster. That's for sure. Rosie, what have you got for us? Yeah, I'm going to go with Jordan Ruff and a double. I think he'll um going back to his uh, preferred position at wing. I think he'll um do a great job there, and I think he'll get get over the um try line twice. Yep. Well, since Tom's racked up the regular season podcast predictions uh, trophy, I'm going to go out there with something completely off kilt, and that is for Corey Horsburgh to crash over. I think Big Red might get a try this weekend and and uh, get himself into a position where the Raiders might get the victory. So uh, I'll go for Big Red. Rosie, Tom, thank you very much for joining me. Hopefully we're back next week uh, doing another podcast and celebrating a Raiders third straight finals uh, series um, uh, appearance. So thanks very much, Rosie, and uh, all the best for this week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, guys. There it is behind the line, like wrapping it up there for round 25. Hopefully, we'll catch you next week.